connecting to the real nerds is so easy. You can go to our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can like us on Facebook. We have a Twitter account, at Real Nerds. We also have Instagram. You can call us, 720-6Nerds5. You want to email us? You can do that, too, realnerds at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Hi, my name is Paul Caroli, and I host a podcast called Changing Denver. It's a monthly show about our city's physical spaces, how we make them, and how they make us. But it's so much more than that. It's the conversations, ideas, and stories that define Denver's perpetual state of flux. Find more from our team at changingdenver.com and join the conversation on Twitter, at Changing Denver. Denver's changing. We can help. Hi, I'm Amanda Connor. And I'm Jimmy Palmiotti, and you're listening to Real, Real Nerds, Nerds Podcast. Podcast. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast at Denver Comic Con 2017 and beyond. <laughs> I am Ryan. With me always is Zach and James and Brad. And every week on Real Nerds Podcast, we go see a new movie and we podcast our experience of the world. This week we saw two movies. We saw Colossal and Free Fire. Brad, were you able to see Colossal? Yeah. Awesome. Zach didn't see Free Fire, so yeah. we'll have to be careful. So, but there's not a lot to spoil about that Free Fire. I was going to go tomorrow morning, but... But... Yeah. Oh, actually, you know, Zach, you know, you were on another podcast. Yes, I was. Movies Made Me Podcast. Yeah, and I listened to it. You did. What did I you did. think? Well, why does everyone think I'm an asshole? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, you pretend that you're one? I don't know. Uh, don't call me a host. Ryan will get mad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not, but... <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, um... Uh, yeah, I recorded it back in February, and just based off the release schedule, that's when they were able to release it was this Monday. So, But yeah, if you want to hear more about the movies that influenced in my life, you can check it out. You know, I, I have to say, Zach, on that podcast is the most I've ever heard you talk about something. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So I guess if it's Jack Benny, then you'll talk for a long time. <laughs> I'll just wait. We've got plenty of things to yeah, talk Ryan, about. Yeah, Ryan, move on before you start talking about Jack Benny. <laughs> well, no, I mean, we already, I already heard Twombly. <laughs> and when you're talking about him, like, oh wow, here, here, here comes the pretentious Zach coming out. All right, all right, guys, he's 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 pushed me to the limit. It's time to talk about the history of Jack Benny. <laughs> Jack Benny was born in Waukegan, Illinois, uh, in 1894. Sleep on the show. Oh man, did you hear that? I can just turn his mic all the way off. Awesome, it's great. No, you did good, Zach. No, thank you. And I'm, I'm hope hopefully I pimped the podcast a little bit. You yeah, did, hopefully yeah. you did. Yeah, no, you did a lot. Actually. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. appreciate it. <laughs> Uh, you said yeah, some cool. very nice things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, I'm a nice person. <laughs> but I know when it's I was, convenient for you. <laughs> I, I know it's so I was so effective of being a butt knocker on the show until I, I people are always shocked when they come on the show and they meet me. They're like, oh, you are nice. Like, yeah. I just I like play an asshole on TV. I don't think I. I maybe I, I haven't seen the right movies, but I've never heard the term butt knocker before. <laughs> no. <laughs> Where did that come from? Maybe it's um, a thirty-year-old thing. Yeah, it's uh, it's actually my dad. I learned it from my dad. I don't know. Didn't we all? Um, I don't know where my dad got. I think it's from Beavis and Butthead, actually. 
That does sound like something <laughs> wow. he was a butthead would say. Right. Because my uh, fun fact about uh, Steve Frost is he loves Beavis and Butthead. No shit. Because he's, yeah. cool, he's a cool huh. man. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, I would I not have expected that. I know. I used to wake up and go into school, and Beavis and Butthead used to be on like at five in the morning on MTV. Yeah. And my dad would be drinking his coffee and watching Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> Perfect yep. way to start the day is a cup of Folgers and yep. 90 slackers. <laughs> That's right. Uh, just a uh, quick couple announcements. James, what are you so shocked about? I don't know what's happening on your television. Yeah, what's the... Descendants 2? Oh, it looks like Disney's Runaways, but it's all shot in a small green screen closet. Yeah, it's like the kids of Disney villains. Oh, oh my. Uh, Does it always look that shitty? I don't know. I've never seen it. Oh, okay. I just know what it is because that I com- follow Disney. That commercial was shot inside of a closet. Uh... <laughs> so May fifteenth, the new Alamo Draft House opens at Sloan's Lake. Yeah, yep, that's uh, exciting. I, uh, I'm going to be going to the uh, media event there, and I'll uh, to preview it. Yeah, uh-uh, I'm going. No, I'm going. <laughs> we're all guys, going. guys. Um, we're all going except for Zach. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's exciting except for the fact that it's it's far away from me, and I know that I'm going to end up splitting my time between the two to some degree. I'm like, oh man, I'm going to end up driving a lot. I'm it's gonna, like how I drive to the Alamo now. No, I agree. I agree. But I think all of my favorite waiters are all going to the Sloan's Lake location. At least a lot of my favorite people are, yeah, because a lot of them live up north anyway. Mm. So, like, Steve and Kendall both live up north, and Clayton lives up north, and are, are, Katie is, lives up is north. Is Steve going down there? Well, I mean, Steve runs well, he's, them. He's the creative director of both he's, of them, he's, isn't he? Yeah, he'll be at both, but, you know, it'll be easier for him to get to the one to the Sloan's Lake one, so I assume he'll be up there more often. There's, uh, some, there's times I'll leave the Bug Theater, and there'll be, an, like... It'll be 10, so there'll be like a late showing at the Littleton Alamo. Yeah. And th- this will be great because then I can just like scoot on over. Oh, and yeah. And have to rush. Absolutely. To get to that showing. No, that'd be cool. Uh, so I also want to say, Corinne, we got your email, but it's really thought provoking. <laughs> so uh, we will answer that next week. It's yeah. a, To tease a little bit, she's asking what do we believe is not our favorite film of all time, but we believe is the best film of all time. And there's lots of criteria for it, so I don't want to, um, yeah. So it's yeah. we got to think, think about it a little, yeah. yeah. Because if you ask me what my favorite film of all time, it's easy. It's Army of Darkness. No, it's Raiders of the Lost Ark. Well, no, it's Ninja Turtles the movie. Guys, you're all wrong. It's Jackie Brown. Gross. Whoa, gross. Blech. I mean, that movie's good, but what? <laughs> you sick but, son of a uh, bitch. <laughs> uh, but is Army of Darkness the greatest movie of all time? Yes. But um, well, no, Raiders of the Lost Ark is the greatest film ever made. I, I don't understand the conversation here, but yeah. But so yeah, uh, so Corinne, uh, that's a, it was a really great email, but we will answer it next week when we have something more prepared to say. I, I'm going to answer it now. I'm going to get mine out of the way. Um, I'm going to say there is no best movie of all time because. Art isn't quantifiable. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. That's how I feel. I'm Man, not, I'm how, did, pick one. how did this blanket get so wet? Did art house <laughs> asshole get a son? No doubt. <laughs> Speaking of art house asshole, Henry wrote in. Yeah. And he saw the biggest anime of all time, money-wise. Your name, period. Here's what Henry had to say about your name, period. Why is there a period at the end of your name? I, I think the period is silent. Is it? Maybe you, you, you don't explain. say your name, period? I don't usually say the periods at the ends of sentences. But oh. You, the no. fate of the furious, period. <laughs> <laughs> then don't put it in your stuff. But here's Henry. <laughs> I love art house movies. You can call me Mr. Asshole. What's up, nerds? It's Henry giving you an update on Art House Asshole. Uh, this week we watched Your Name, which is a uh, 
anime film. It's the highest grossing anime film ever made. Uh, and uh, it's gotten a lot of traction for that. I think it was definitely up for Best Animated Film this year at the Oscars, even though it was not nominated. Um, overall, I thought it was really, really good. It's very... I think if you need an anime fix and you don't want to watch just, like, the standard, like, anime that's released every week that is usually pretty bad, then uh, I would check this one out. It's a good story, uh, great character development, beautiful animation, everything that... Everything in it is very... All the background animation is extremely well done. Uh, overall, I like the story, I like the characters, I like how it overall unfolded. Uh, I think if you're not an anime person, you won't like it as much. It does have a lot of anime kind in Japan kind of standards. But besides that, I think it's overall great, and uh, I think you should definitely check it out. I will talk to you guys next week. Bye. I guess I should see a thing that everyone it's else super popular. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a big anime was, person. Brad, you're a bigger anime person than I am. Uh, when you see trailers for your name, period, do you want to see it? I haven't seen trailers for it. No? I don't either. I, I've seen the poster. That's it's at it. the Alamo right yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it's something about um, just how our existence is or something. Kind of like Arrival, you were talking about how it's like about your story. Yeah, it is. Um, I think I read a paragraph or something that explained your your name is something huh. similar to that. I I I really want to see Red Turtle. Yeah, the yeah. trailer for Red Turtle was more interesting to me than the There's poster no dialogue for... in the movie, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. There's no dialogue. It at all. looks really pretty too. It does. Yeah. But yeah. I, you know, as we all know from having all seen Avatar, just because it makes the most money at things doesn't mean it's really great. But yeah. maybe it is. No. Oh. Shit, that, that, that trailer's <laughs> back on your TV, man. That's what happens when you just do on demand because... They just constantly show you trailers for Descendants 2? Well, yeah, well, the Disney stuff will because they want you... Since you're watching their stuff without commercials, yeah. they're going to put their own commercials on. Man. All right. All Brad, these... what's happening around town? You know, I'd like to tell you, but the uh, the app for Landmark Theaters is not quite displaying properly. the Midnight's properly, so I'm going to guess it's something I don't really like again, <laughs> and um, you should just go to the drive-in and, and watch either Power Rangers, Fate of, uh, Fate of the Furious, or Get Out again. Well, or all three, right? Or all three. Right, that's the whole point. Or one, if you're just not feeling adventurous, you know, it, it, that's a long yeah. stretch. You could just go for Power Rangers. Yeah. Or you could just go for Get Out. Yep. Just those two. I think you're all right with either. Speaking of the Alamo Drafthouse in Littleton, we see movies there. And this is what's playing at the Alamo Drafthouse next week. Hi, I'm Nacho Vigalondo. Don't talk, don't text, otherwise I will travel back in time, we'll meet my other self, and we together will kick the shit out of you. Ah, the Jurassic Park movie uh, party will be there. So, you know, if you so, like Jurassic Park and good movies. So hold on to your butts. Yeah. Uh, Denver Silent Film Festival is also showing. Cool. That was my impression of uh, a silent film. <laughs> <laughs> the Last of the Mohicans Beer Dinner with Left Hand Brewery. Ooh. It'd be cooler if it was my my left, my left foot. foot. Yeah. And, you know. <laughs> hey, The Last of the Mohicans is a cool movie. And, uh, yeah, it is. Just stay alive! PBS Kids presents Explore the Outdoors, and Bethesda Softworks is showing The Matrix. Yeah, they they have a series right now that's all like movies that in some way inspired the new Prey sequel that's oh, okay. coming out. Um, so that's why. 
Uh, yeah, they've done a couple. I think, I think that recent viewing of Blade Runner was theirs as well. Um, I think, but don't quote me on that. Well, Bethesda branching out. Good for them. And that's what's playing at the Alamo Draft House next week. Hey, you know what? What? Um, I should have talked about the film on the rock schedule for 2017 was released you this week. And, but it's uh, too late now. I didn't, so we're not going to. <laughs> no. Uh, so at Red Rock starting May 15th, they're uh, opening with Superbad. Awesome. Which I really want to go to, but I already promised Steve that I would go see The Lure for the Alamo Film Club. Ooh. So, huh. Yeah. There was a question posted on the Alamo Film Club uh, Facebook page of what your favorite opening credits are. Superbads are some of my favorite. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, um, Catch Me If You Can is the right answer, but Superbad is also really good. I Scott said is, one of them. <laughs> Scott Pilgrim. Oh, yeah. Scott I, Pilgrim I is really answer. good. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Monday, uh, May 22nd is Rogue One. So they're doing another Star Wars one this year. Cool. Um, May 25th, something called Long Strange Trip, the premiere. Drug movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a hippie movie. Okay. Uh, June 5th, Dirty Dancing. June 12th. Um, they're going to pick a wedding film from the fans. So so it's Big Fat Greek Wedding. Hopefully <laughs> yeah. it'll be the wedding singer. Or Four Weddings and a Funeral. Or The Wedding Planner. Mm. Mm. Nah, it's probably Big Fat Greek Wedding. What about Runaway Bride, guys? Nope. Mm. Yeah, it's probably Big Fat Greek Wedding. What, what? It's a good... I guess The Wedding Singer is probably the best... Wedding movie I know of. Yeah. Or Wedding I didn't crashers. say best. I said most oh, popular. They might pick Wedding Crashers. Wedding Crash would be fun. Nope. It's going to be Big Fat Greek Wedding. Well, uh, do old people really you just vote really... on the internet? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying the most populous thing, it's that. Yeah. Nah, with old people. So. No, with just everyone. That movie's good. No, if you ask, okay, quick vote. Favorite wedding movie? Whoa. Probably Wedding Singer. Favorite wedding movie? Probably Big Fat Greek Wedding. Favorite wedding movie? None. The wedding singer. <laughs> the wedding singer wins. Oh. It's kind of unfair to ask Brad that question. He doesn't believe in love. <laughs> I believe in a thing called love. Just listen to the rhythm of love. What's a, any Darkness a... fans out here? <laughs> I believe in the power of love. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh-huh. Cue theme song. Uh, June 19th, they're doing The Fifth Element. And then July 17th, I'll probably go to the Lego movie. Oh, fun. That'll be fun. Oh, that's awesome. July 20th, uh, The Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Oh, that sounds like fun. (laughs) And then... No, doesn't it sound... Here goes fabulous. On (laughs) 9-11. Thank you for getting it. Twister. Oh, that actually... A disaster movie. Excellent choice, guys. Yeah. Oh, well... That that might be fun, actually. I was telling James I really want to see Twister again. I don't see it in a while. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they have that preview at the Alamo that shows uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman and Bill Paxton together. I'm yeah. just like, oh, both those guys are dead. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Times, times have changed, Brad. Times One changed. person didn't want to die. <laughs> <laughs> the other one well, made his choice. Yes. So, yeah, that's Film on the Rocks for 2017. Fun. It's always fun. Wasn't uh, there another one they were going to pick or something? Like another fan pick or whatever? I, thought, I mean, it's not listed at on the here, very end. Maybe. Oh, they might add a show, but I don't know. September's pretty late. Okay. There's nothing in August, which is odd, so maybe that's it. Okay. So. Or maybe lots of rock shows are going on there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, John Mayer's coming, so I know me and Brad will be there. Because you want to see his baddie? No. I, yeah, no. Brad's body's a wonderland, so. <laughs> I want him to serenade me. Yep. <laughs> you said that so sincerely. Acting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. Here's here's uh, a segment I call Real News, where we talk about movie news and such. 
it's real news. Well, then such is, uh, hey guys, Avatar has official, <laughs> two has official release dates. And oh. three, and four, and five. Goody. <laughs> so you only have to wait to 2019 for Avatar 2. Uh, yeah. Um, and then I think it's 2025 is Avatar 5. Yeah, like, it's like they do two in a row, and then they skip a couple years, and then they do a couple more. Yeah, and everyone's like, um, does anyone still care about Avatar? Do, if it makes a billion dollars, yes. I made two point seven billion, so I'm just well. I mean, in profit, I mean in cold hard cash in hand. <laughs> yeah, didn't that movie cost a billion dollars though? Yes. So when you yeah. make two, you get a billion dollars with a B. <laughs> it's ridiculous. One billion dollars. Uh, more important than Avatar can ever be, uh, Vin Diesel and The Rock squashed their beef this week, which means that we there is hope that another Fast and Furious movie will be fun because The Rock might still be in it. Yeah, and then they announced today that uh, The Rock and Jason Statham are spinning off for their own movie. Which also means we no longer have to go see Fast and Furious movies, <laughs> uh, which is great. Hey, um, you never turn your back on Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> uh, no, the line is family. Uh, oh, I thought it was a movie. And, family. and just so everyone knows, I'm not family with Vin Diesel. Um, but Ryan yeah. oddly is. Yes. <laughs> and that's why I dislike him so much. Yeah. He's our red-headed stepchild. Yeah. Or no words. No, no hair <laughs> no, no <laughs> And why is one of his ears like higher up on his head? It drives me crazy. Well, God was kind of drunk that and, night. And my wife him. thinks he's like attractive. I'm like, really, that dude? Well, I mean, I know she's married to me, but still, she thinks that dude's attractive. <laughs> she did compare you to him when I talked to her about it. She was like, I like, I like, uh, you know, sh- shorter, bigger guys. And I was like, is that, is that it? Really? That's we're, we're comparing just... Ryan and Vin Diesel. I don't see it. I, don't I mean, if, I, I mean, if I, I, I walk around it's like, I think uh, I'm tough. Here's my wife beater I'm wearing. Don't uh. take her. By the way, Ryan, don't, don't take ever wear a wife beater when I'm around. I'm not going to. <laughs> don't take your foot off saying, the tiger's don't get neck. Any ideas. <laughs> you took your foot off the tiger's neck. <laughs> what do you want from me? When he's really dramatic. Yeah. I didn't have a choice. Man, that movie's good. Uh, but no, in super awesome news. Uh, hey, R- Ryan, name directors we really like. Sam uh, Raimi, especially people who are close to Denver. Scott Derrickson. Yeah, name comic books that I love a whole lot. Lock and Key. Yeah, what <laughs> if they did the move like a TV show that and and Scott Derrickson was the guy making it? I'd say that sounds pretty perfect. I do too. Uh, so apparently he's doing a pilot of Lock and Key for Hulu. Uh, anybody who knows the saga of Lock and Key oh, uh, as a production thing knows that it's been a pilot before. And apparently a pilot that was so good that Fox said no. Uh, well, 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 but now you have stuff like Hulu where they can just put it on there and it doesn't matter. Right, exactly. Well, and like single season TV shows are a lot bigger than they were back when Fox did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but their argument was basically like, we don't understand how it can be a show because the first episode is so good that like there's clearly a finale here so you're not you're not going to be able to make this like a seven season show. Yeah, uh, it, it, it's you know actually the story of Lock and Key and Scott Derrickson work really well together. Oh, totally. Because it's like, it's horror but in a kind of the way he tells a smart horror. way, yeah. Right. So yeah. It, it, that makes me excited. 
Yeah, no, I, it makes me very excited. But I mean, anything with lock and key makes me really excited. He, he's so. a super talented filmmaker, so yeah, good for him. Hey, Brad, I'm pinned down. What's the other article that I I had that I had up? Uh, it's the second one. No, 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 not that. Nobody cares about Martin Starr. Bring me my uh, oh yeah. Spider Man. <laughs> I think this guy cares about it. Well, I guess so. Martin Starr is going to be in Spider Man. Moving on. Well, the article is about what he's doing in Spider-Man. <laughs> no, I know that that was just the that was just the main page I was scrolling through. That anyway, uh, they're making more X Files, but none of us really care. Uh, hopefully, this the next one will be like better and make fans happier than the last set of episodes did. Um, Maybe it will. People keep like asking for X Files back, and they bring it back, and then they're terrible. Like why? Are, <laughs> why do they keep doing? Like, we see, can't get more. Well, here's the thing: is are they, want. are they terrible or just fans? Yeah, fans obnoxious. might be terrible. Yeah, fans are obnoxious. Because we are some. I mean, not of X-Files, but just in general. So, mm-hmm. I think I'm pretty lenient. I, I am too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, I think that's, that's mostly news. Speaking of directors we like, James Gunn is doing Guardians 3. That's right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and it's, and it's going to be the last of, the, of that team, as he says. He, he's talking like basically the first three are, are one big story arc. Um, so about that's right done. because yeah. you know they're going to be in the Avengers too. So that's what five movies with them. Yeah, it's yep. pretty good. Yeah, and if you go, I mean, the Guardians of the Galaxy as a as a franchise is one where you can way more easily swap out characters. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, I, mean, I think you kind of got to keep Rocket around for a while. Like Rocket and Groot are so adored that I don't know you can do much without them, but. They're really easy to keep around. They're CG characters, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. ooh, what if you had to recast Groot? I, I read an article today about Guardians 2, and Vin Diesel was talking about how uh, he really talked higher to be baby Groot. And then James Gunn said, yeah, we had to use a little uh, magic, but it's mostly Vin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could still justify paying him and not just getting some dude. I mean, that's a role he can do. I am Groot. Yeah. Uh, 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 Fox announced three X-Men movies next year. Yep. Which yeah, is, they announced which a is bunch really of crazy. Three I mean, X-Men movies in one year? Yeah, so yeah. New, well, new the, Mutants comes out. Yeah, they're not all like prime X-Men movies. But it's New Mutants, which comes out in like April. I'm like, mm-hmm. shouldn't that be filming already? Yes. And, uh, and then Deadpool, which we know is June. And then uh, the Dark Phoenix saga yeah. will be November. Which, yeah. if you saw Apocalypse, you knew they were kind of going that way anyways. Yeah. And my favorite part of Apocalypse was the kids, so should be in yeah. good shape. Yeah, oh, I yeah. Agree. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> James McAvoy and uh, Michael Fassbender were the best part of that movie. Actually, I liked uh, Oscar I liked Isaacs. The kids in the movie. They weren't bad. Mm, the dialogue was horrible. They were better than Jennifer Lawrence was in the movie. Mm. I'm okay if we move on from X-Men. <laughs> I like that part at the end of Logan. Spoilers where the X-Men are all dead. <laughs> That's pretty good. Cry. X-Men yep. are dead? There's, there's lots of cool movies coming out on Blu-ray next week. There this are. This is coming out on Blu-ray. DVD releases and Blu-rays. La La Land is getting a 4K release. Um, yeah. So I already have that pre-ordered. The oh. Steelbook is beautiful. Oh, is it? Get that oh, it, oh yeah, it's the one where they're dancing on the piano keys. Is uh, that what that is? It's, no, like, it's, it's like a kind of canary color. Oh. When uh, in the epilogue sequence, when they emerge in like, before Paris, yeah, it's like a white stage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, no. The thing I'm thinking of was actually like some fan art that I saw that was really cool that that looked like a steel book cover. Cool. Uh, similarly, 
<laughs> Not really. Uh, Underworld Blood Wars is getting a 4K release. Sweet, I can complete my collection. You can, and if you haven't started your collection, that's okay, because the Ultimate Collection comes out this week as well on, oh, on Blu-ray, goody. Uh, which only has the... Oh, no, it does have Blood Wars in it. Never mind. Um, so you can get all four Underworld movies and only... No, all five of them. Sorry, there are five, yeah. right? No, there's yeah. four. Five. There's no, five. yeah, there's five. Okay. Um, you can have all five... And then really only enjoy the first one because it's pretty good. Uh, the Girl with All the Gifts is out this week, which is a... Uh, oh. It's a book that my yes. wife read. says I should read, but I, I ordered the movie, so I'll watch it with her. Yeah, I was just going to say, I saw this on a short list of like five amazing movies from this year that people have already missed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks like a kind of interesting kind of zombie movie. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually pretty interested in it. I, I want to check it out. Um, Criterion is releasing Tampopo. I don't know what that is. Uh, and they're also, they're also releasing uh, Rumblefish, which is an awesome title. Um, <clears throat> all right, here we go. Kaltiki the Immortal Monster is coming out from Arrow, uh, which is a pretty awesome movie with a skull on the front. Uh, or I don't know if the movie's awesome. I just know that the cover is awesome. Um, cool name, too. Everything is, on, in, is, in, is in green. Yeah, Kaltiki. Uh, from hell it came from the Warner Brothers archive. I was reading like a synopsis of it. It's literally like a killer tree. <laughs> Dude, this this poster is drawn by a six year old. I know it's awesome. Holy shit! Uh, Frightmare, born of a jungle, or born of jungle witchcraft, created by a curse. Uh, the tree's got like a sword in it or some shit. I am a sucker for. Like B movie titles, right? Like oh I, yeah, like uh, that a girl who walks home alone at night. I yeah. love that name, um, but you'll never see that movie. Uh, probably not. <laughs> but I, I think the title's really cool. It sounds um, like if Groot lost his mind. It does, yeah. And everything's got skulls on it. There's like crosses in the background with little skulls. The sword's got a skull on it. Skulls are scary. Yeah, skulls everywhere. Um, Dark Waters, <laughs> a film by Marion Bairnd or something. I don't know. Uh, it's some kind of thing. It's got some. It's got like a skull on the cover or something, like a snake skull. It looks like something. Man from La Mancha is getting a Blu-ray release this week. The ah, old Peter that's O'Toole a movie, movie that every film filmmaker should watch. Yeah? To learn about hubris. I like Terry Gilliam a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Django Prepare a Coffin is also is getting an Arrow release this week. Wait, DJ... A-N-G-O? Yeah, Django. Okay, so it's a Django movie. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It's Django. Prepare a coffin. Yeah. Uh, which is pretty awesome. It's uh, It's got him on the front, and he's got like a Gatling gun thing, and he's shooting it. Yeah, sounds like a Django movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Except th- for Django Unchained. That's completely different. Is this the first time Secret Life of Pets is on Blu-ray, or was no. it? No. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, it, it was just buried way deep on digital bits, and I was like, that's weird. <laughs> Where have you been? <laughs> um, starring WWE superstars, the Marine Five Battleground is out this week. Uh, so if you want to see the fit, what happened to the Marine Three through Three and Four? <laughs> I didn't Did know we there skip was a second those? one. Yeah, I didn't. Oh, I knew there was a second one. Uh, it must be a big money maker for WWE Studios. Yeah. All right, the other hell from Severin. We talked um, about this. It's a movie <laughs> where one witch is afraid and the other witch. Is also afraid and has blood on her, or not? Which I'm I'm saying which when I mean nuns. Big difference. <laughs> uh, there's a couple of nuns and a sword and a bird. Uh, I just like the title, "The Other Hell." I think that's pretty good. 
Uh, but without a doubt, the best title of the week, uh, Screaming Skull, is out this week on Blu-ray from our friends at Scream Factory. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Free, we guarantee to bury you without uh, without charge if you die of screaming during Screaming Skull. What? Uh, the tortured ghost who claimed vengeance <laughs> in the bride's bedroom. Wow. <clears throat> nice. Yeah. Warning, this ghost will haunt you forever. That cover's badass. It is. It's got a giant skull on it. With, like a half-naked <laughs> chick on it. Yeah, she's uh, she's in bed, and she's like, she's like, I've been, you know, she's been sleeping soundly, having a great time, and all of a sudden she wakes up, skull. Giant, yep. giant, screaming He's not skull. Just a skull, though. He's got a bone hand. He does have a giant bone hand. You're right. Is it a boner? No, no. It's it's a giant bone hand. <laughs> it's just all giant bone fingers. It's a giant boner. He's got four of them. <laughs> nice. He does. <laughs> and a bone thumb. Nice. One for every orifice. <laughs> Wait. Anyway. Ears. <laughs> Butthole. Uh, <laughs> all right. Mouth. Moving on. Moving on. Nose. Yeah. yeah so uh, this is your chance to pick up Screaming Skull. Uh, which has the coolest <laughs> title. Holy shit. Oh. This is stuff we've been watching. What? So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Zach, what'd you watch this week? You're going to really hate me because this is going to be monotonous as shit. It, I'm, I'm, I'm almost done with MSD3K The Return. Um, the, uh, the, 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 I finally started the Star Crash one. That Brad was talking about last week. It was really funny. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I, like I thought that uh, Avalanche was even funnier than Star Crash. <laughs> um, just because of Rock <sighs> Hudson essentially being a creepy cre- creeper. <laughs> yeah. I love how long it takes for the Avalanche to happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they, like, they keep calling it like, oh, I bet Avalanche. Nope, 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 nope. 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 No, not gonna, nope. not happening. And um, then it happens, and it's awesome because it kills like everybody on the resort. <laughs> it's just styrofoam. <laughs> like it's just sh- little shots of miniature styrofoam falling. Um, and uh, but my favorite, I, I I have a new favorite episode of it, and it's actually Wizards of the Lost Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I, yeah. that's the, the one that I started, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. no, no, you started two. No, I started one. Okay, you started one. Yes. The, yeah, with the with the uh, with the giant. Uh, fluffy snuggle bear thing. Yes. Yeah. That that Ridiculous. was pretty fun. It's like a movie with Bo Svensson that's like Lord of the Rings ish. I guess I I don't really. That's know. that's mean to Lord of the Rings. <laughs> um, it's, it's more like never ending story esque. Okay, fine. I'll go with that. Yeah. But um uh the cameos that have popped up have been pretty cool. Jerry Seinfeld's cameo is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um NPH. Neil Patrick Harris's. Is I'm really doing good. a cameo. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you show up and you leave really fast. <laughs> Jerry! He does, actually. That's exactly what happens. Man, you've seen it. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, so that was fun. That's all I've had time to watch this week. So. Yeah. That's well, there's, right. a, there's a lot of it, man. Yeah. Brad? Uh, I think that's all I watched, too. Uh, <laughs> I'm stuck on the sequel, Wizards of the... Um, Wizards, I, I finished that one up. It's, it's. I keep falling asleep watching it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do that, too. It's not that the MS33K guys are boring. It's just no. It's I, been a rough week, and uh, I watch them while I fall, like when I when I'm going to bed. And so sometimes, like halfway through, I'll I'll fall asleep, and then yeah. I'll wake up to like some some woman screaming like somebody help, and I'm like, what's going on? And then I, and then I realize it's my TV. I'm like, oh shit. Um, guess she's not such a bad actress after all. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. Cool. Okay. Um, actually, while I'm at it, um, I forgot to say uh, 
Scoot McNary was on a podcast recently, and he said that the last season of um, Hall and Catch Fire season four will be the last one. <gasps> no. So. Okay. We're speculating. We like, must trust Scoot McNary's. I'll, yeah, I'll uh, be all right. Glorious name and his That's a shame, knowledge. But I'll be all right. I guess now that they're in their nineties, there is very little they can go. Yeah. And I'll since be, all I'll, these characters have screwed each other over at this point, yeah, I'll, in every combination, I would rather that it end uh, on a high note. <laughs> Will they ever catch fire? It might. Okay. It might. Yeah, I think it may ha- already have happened. Okay. They have like another ten episodes to figure it out. I mean, unless <laughs> they stop first, we skipped over the fire. <laughs> bah. Hey, we first they have to stop. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. We didn't start the fire. Anything else? You good? No. Nah, okay. Zelda. Welcome back to We Only oh. Watched MST3K and played Zelda. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I watched a whole lot of MST3K this week. Um, <laughs> no, but but I was also gone last week, so I've got some things to catch up on. Uh, I finished watching Five Came Back, which is the Netflix documentary. What did you think? Uh, about the, the the big famous directors who went to World War II and made a whole lot of films. Can you even remember their names? Yeah, Frank, Frank Capra, George Stevens, uh, and the other ones. Ha, <laughs> uh, James just like pissing me off. Ford and Houston and who is the other one? Uh, um, uh, uh, William Wyler. Yeah, Wyler. Right. Um, anyway, Your boy Spielberg was talking about Wyler. Oh no, I know. Yeah. So I thought you would have been like, guys, did you ever hear about William Wyler? Spielberg no. likes him. So I, therefore, <laughs> all of it is really good, and I highly recommend it. Um, it's you know basically, it's really just a three-hour documentary. I don't know why they split it up into three episodes. I don't. Um, know. <laughs> But uh, but no, it's it's really interesting. I think it's totally worth checking out. Um, and uh, yeah, especially that the whole section when when Stevens gets to uh, to Dachau and and they're talking oh, about yeah. like well that and then also their conversation about um, uh, was it Houston or Ford? I think it was it was Ford who did the do- the like documentary about the. The soldiers' PTSD after they got back. No, that's Houston. Was it Houston? Okay, that's no, Houston. Um, that Ford, was also Ford was shooting. Ford was shooting footage of D-Day and then got so freaking yes that he like, basically got freaked fired. out that he went on a three-day bender yes. and um, was, was found belligerently yelling at his superior officers, so they sent his ass back to the states. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, it's it's really fascinating and um, and you know doesn't shy away from telling the truth about certain things. Like I think especially their conversations about. The way that like uh, that the Japanese were were portrayed and how that was so different from the way that Germans were portrayed, mm-hmm. um, even in even in these films that these guys were making, uh, was really fascinating and and so it's it's definitely worth checking out. Um, and you, if you'll notice, um, all the I I think it's nearly all the films that are mentioned on that documentary series are now available on Netflix as well. Oh really? And oh, so that's smart. The way you can find them is just like, uh, like if you liked, if you watched Five Came Back, you will also like. And oh yeah, it's in the suggestions. Oh cool. They're all there, so you can see the PTSD. Like right up till now, the only way to see the because that wasn't released. Yeah, well, yeah. the only way to see it up to this point is if you bought the master on Blu-ray because it is included in there. It's so, included in the master. Yeah, the Blu-ray of the master because that movie inspired Paul Thomas Anderson's first part of the film where oh, they're being um, ex- sure. it, it, examined on the boat. Regardless of what you think, that of the makes movie, sense. It's like it's pretty parallel. It actually movie. makes me like the master more. <laughs> um, I've been watching The Office, and one of my favorite jokes is when uh, Dwight says his grandfather was a hero in World War II, where he killed twenty uh, people and then spent the rest of the time in an Allied POW camp. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> um, 
So I also, since I wasn't here last week, I got to go see Fate of the Furious. I actually saw it twice, um, which probably tells you something about my enjoyment of Fate of the Furious. Also, it was just because I had a certain number of people that I had to go with. Well, you're um, just obsessed with family. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. I turned uh, my back on it a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that movie is dumb as shit. Yup. Uh, and, and at times, it's pretty great. Um, I... When I f- saw it the first time, I was actually kind of disappointed because I was like, oh, man, like, I don't know. There's a lot of shit in there that, like, it just wasn't as big. And, like, it's because I always go to them thinking, like, oh, man, maybe this one will be good like Fast Five. And then it's not genuinely good like Fast Five. It's just, like, over the top and, and silly. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second time I watched it uh, was with also with a larger audience. And so... The silliness of what of it was like a lot more entertaining and fun. It's intoxicating. Um, it totally is. I mean, holy shit! There's a bah, bah. when when the cars all magically show up at the end to save Dom. Uh, I, I lose my shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just so stupid and hilarious. Um, you know, I I. I was on the show la- when I was on the show last week. I just can't handle that much Vin Diesel. I can't. <laughs> oh, that's the thing. The best things about the movie are The Rock and Jason Statham. Oh, yeah. When that whole when Statham is at the end with oh, the baby is it's awesome. So good. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why I, I wasn't kidding earlier when I was like, "Oh yeah, we could we could stop seeing Fast and Furious movies if they if they just spin off Hobbs and 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 uh, what's Shop. his face." My favorite. Yeah. Moment, my favorite moment in that entire movie is. It's it's during the Statham baby sequence that he um they close in on him and he ducks down to check to see if the kid's okay and he goes, "Was that you or him?" Oh, it was him. <laughs> my, my favorite one is where's that smile? There it is. <laughs> so cute. Worst line uh. though. There's something wrong with your plan. What is it? I'm the only one with a parachute. <laughs> <laughs> no, the the worst line is, "You took your foot off the tiger's neck." God, that was a pretty stupid line. God, every everything that Vin Diesel says is terrible. Um, I uh, oh for uh, for Good Friday a week and a half ago uh, or a week I ago. I watched Friday. <laughs> no, no. Though my pastor did reference the movie Friday uh, in during our Easter service. Did that he was say it's Friday. You ain't got no job. Uh, no, no. He said, "By Felicia." <laughs> light up a joint in the church. <laughs> no, he said, "By Felicia," which oh. is is like you have to have seen Friday anyway. Yeah, um, it was interesting. Uh, no, so on uh, on Easter, I went with my mom to go see uh, the Case for Christ, which I hadn't seen a trailer for, and was like, "Oh, great, a Christian movie." This will make me pull my hair out for two hours. <laughs> um, I'm not doing anything else today. Like, why not? I need a haircut. So uh, I went and saw it. It's actually really good. Um, and the reason is, well, A, it's pretty well written and the characters are well acted. Um, but the the thing is, unlike most of these garbage films, like the point here isn't, and it's, it's too bad because like, the title makes you think it's just God's Not Dead again. Um, right so it's not that movie at all it's actually a movie about a a husband and wife and like the the real tension of the film is like she starts going to church and he's a staunch atheist and and is trying to disprove what she believes um and most of the the drama is about how it's testing their relationship and these these really good genuine arguments between the two of them where you know they just 
they've been in love for all of this time and now they don't understand each other and they're not listening to each other really well and and then there's also this whole subplot that has nothing to do with Christ that is about you know him <laughs> what did he say in the criminal justice system <laughs> the people are represented by two two separate but equally important groups <laughs> um, the police who investigate Christ. crimes and the attorneys who prosecute the offenders <laughs> These other stories. Dun dun. I'm But no, so there's this whole subplot in a very. It, honestly, it it kind of feels like a not anywhere near as good. Like this is really bombastic for me to say, but it kind of feels like a a Christian version of Zodiac. Um, what? I'm not. I, I'm just talking about in the way that it is structured and what it's really about, right? You think it's about one thing, and it's really about oh, this guy's oh, obsession. Oh, okay. It's really about this guy's obsession as he moves forward. It's yeah. not about. It's not about how Christ is. is <laughs> Christ is, is the zodiac slowly, killer. <laughs> is slowly murdering people in San Francisco. Brian, no. you missed it. Christ is the zodiac killer. <laughs> no. Um, I just mean it's really about this one guy's obsession, uh, and it, I I think it's actually worth checking out. It's one of the better things that I. I mean. Out of the 20 movies I've seen this year, it's one of the 10 better ones I've seen. Um, yeah, I, I was really surprised. I would go so far as to say it's the best uh, direct-to-Christian film that I have seen. It's different from maybe ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, All I know is not enough Christians came out last week to make it my best performer for my lineup. <laughs> um, so, yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I was genuinely pretty impressed. And... and Happy that by the end I wasn't, you know, like pulling my hair out. So anyway, um, and then the very last thing is that Fargo came back this week, and no surprise, and twice a Ewan McGregor. <sighs> I know it's a really funny like uh, camp or like advertising uh, stuff they do. It's like Ewan McGregor and Ewan McGregor, <laughs> <laughs> and it's really good. Like the the makeup they do for the two of them is subtle. They play brothers, um, so. Uh, one of them is a parking lot impresario, I think. Well, we don't know that yet, but no. the, basically they, um, like when their, when their father died and they split stuff up, mm-hmm. he ended up sort of con- may- maybe conning his brother out of some stuff. And so one of them had, had these stamps that he was able to sell, made a bunch of money and used that to launch a career and, and build this whole business. And his brother ended up with the Corvette, which was just a Corvette. And so his brother is sort of a, is just a, uh, like a parole officer. Um, and the, the sort of jealousy between them is what's sparking the whole Fargo esque crime story. It's set in 2010. Um, doesn't seem to have any real connection to any other season, mm-hmm. which is fine. Um, I mean, even season two, the connection is, is, you know, not super important. Um, I I was so excited. There's a thing that happens. So the first episode is is you know an hour and a half on television. It's it's sixty minutes long if you watch it recorded. And there's a there's a thing that happens near the end that is so perfectly Fargo, and a guy gets killed in a way that is so 
I am actually I am actually aware of what you're talking about. Violent and awesome yep. and shocking, and it happens. You're like, ah, you can't do that on television. But you can, um, and they did. Oh, and and it gets me so excited for where the season's going. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is in the show she's this really season, good from what I've seen. and she's she's pretty. awesome. Yeah, there's a scene where um, like Ewan McGregor just, gives her ice cream. What? Ewan McGregor gives her ice cream. Yes, <laughs> um, but but there's just. Like she's got this really great thing going on where you don't necessarily know how much you trust her, but she's she's really good at clearly conning the people around her. Um, and then the uh, I think her name is Carrie Coon. Um, she's in uh, she's in the Leftovers. She plays the the woman whose whole family died in the Leftovers or disappeared. Um, and she's great in that show. And here she's the she is the female police officer mm-hmm. with a son. Um, and she seems really good. I, I mean, she's not she's not your usual hyper hyper innocent Fargonian woman, um, but still, like, there's something about her that's really intriguing that I like. Um, I, I think this first episode is is more promising than season two was for sure. Um, I'm really excited about it. And Ewan McGregor is awesome. His two his two characters are distinct and cool and the the way they do the makeup makes you like makes you understand that you know which one you're looking at really quickly um it's it's really great i love the way that it's written um so yeah i i can't say enough about about this first episode and i'm really excited for the new season so uh, if you're not watching fargo you should be watching fargo so anyway that's everything i got this week right brad you had one more thing yeah, I remembered it while James was talking. I saw Actor Martinez. Oh, yes. Um, which is a Denver film. It premiered at the Denver Film Festival. Maybe it didn't premiere, but it was at the Denver Film Festival last year. Um, they screened at the Alamo this week. Um, Ac- Arthur Martinez, who's b- been on the show before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he's the star of the movie, and it revolves around him and his career, and it's a meta-narrative where they're improving the movie uh, based on his life. Um, and it's really hard to tell like what is real and what isn't. Hmm. Um, it's not reality. <laughs> like the, and there's a part in the movie where the directors come off as so despicable. Um, you like wonder why they would like let it, like you'd think it had to be fake. Yeah. Um, but they, they perform it so convincingly that you're just sitting there wondering like, is this actually them or is this part of the movie um and they're just kind of breaking down like who arthur is um it most of the movie revolves around him like they start just filming him trying to see like what his life is like so he'll be at like film events um and there's like a lot of local people um if you go to efps and stuff you'll recognize in it um and then not much is happening so the directors decide hey um let's go find him an actor to play his girlfriend, but who's very much like his ex-wife to screw with him. Um, and so they, wow. they build a relationship for him and then um, it starts to walk the line of, is it a real relationship or is it just acting? And um, hmm. even like in the Q and a, Arthur wasn't sure what they were trying to do, but yeah. it's, it's a fascinating watch um, to see like raw, like someone's life but also fictional but also maybe real yeah. um right you know, there's a part where uh 
they want him to cry in a scene, but he can't cry. And even it's like, he just doesn't cry. Uh, it's just not something he's capable of doing even as an actor. Yeah. Um, so then they start pushing his buttons and telling the female actress to, you know, call him out on, uh, something. And, uh, then you see them fight in the scene and it's, it, it looks like an actual fight. Uh, and then Arthur starts, uh, calling her out on her acting career. And you're like, oh, does Arthur know it's fake? <laughs> Yeah, because uh, it doesn't seem like he does. Um, wow! But she doesn't give into it, and yeah. Um, what else? Yeah, it's it's really. That sounds pretty cool. It's not great, but it's it's just fascinating to yeah. see something that walks this line of reality and fiction. Hmm. Um, so if you get a chance to see it, check it out. I don't. I don't want to see people yell at Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> He's a nice guy. I know. Yeah. <laughs> like Fuck I said, him. I didn't realize until right now. I was like, "Oh, actually, I, I don't. I, this sounds bad. I don't want to see Arthur get yelled at. I don't want to see Arthur cry." That's okay. Did Ar- you see Ar- a movie where people yelled at Zach Eastman? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he has no soul. <laughs> I, think, I think I made one. Oh, that's right. <laughs> um. Cool. Yeah. So you would recommend it? Yeah, it's, it's definitely worth a watch. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I'm it's something different out. for sure. No, that's cool. Ryan? That's really cool. Oh, fuck, finally. Jeez. Ah, you you made that happen. Uh, I watched a few things. Uh, Adam Sandler's new movie, Sandy Wexler, is on Netflix. I actually want to see this one. And it's... Does he have a funny voice? He, he, he <laughs> does. Weird mannerisms? He does. Uh, it's actually loosely based on his actual manager in the 1990s. So it takes place in 1990s. And Adam Sandler plays uh, this manager named Sandy Wexler. And he's uh, a guy who constantly lies to make his clients feel better. Uh, my kid's pushing the dog's food bin around. Um, and uh, It's so, impressive that that's even able to be that loud. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, so he, so he just tells his clients what they want to hear. So he'll lie to make his clients feel better. And uh, there's like these funny bits where he talks to Arsenio Hall and Arsenio Hall leaves like that guy's gonna be on TV forever, and it's just—it's not like—it's more akin to his like funny people and um, his not so goofy humor stuff, the less outrageous stuff. Yeah, it's more of there is still like the Adam Sandler stuff that sneaks in, sure, but it's more of a character study, and he just plays a guy who. Uh, the whole the the big arc in the film is uh, he meets Jennifer Hudson is performing at Magic Mountain, and he falls in uh, love with her voice and he falls in love with the person, and she uh, is so popular that she eventually starts getting too big for him, mm-hmm. and uh, they have this mutual love for each other, and it's it's actually a really sweet movie, and they earn the love they have, um, and. It's two hours and twenty minutes long. Oh shit! So it's like uh, it's it's a drama comedy, um, mm. and I mean it has a goofy like Nick Swartzen and Rob Schneider characters in it, of course. Sure. But once you get past that, I mean it, it's it's pretty funny, and I, I mean I, I enjoyed it. it. Didn't seem like it was two hours and twenty minutes. It went by pretty quickly. Does anyone um, encourage him that he can do it? No, I'm in. Uh, his Rob Schneider plays like some. So Sandy Wexler lives in this billion dollar mansion, but he can only stay in the like cabana house and he's not allowed to swim in the pool. And Rob Schneider's character is he's like this billionaire, like Iranian who never comes to town, but he's always watching him through cameras. So every time he's, they do something, he knows about it and 
so every once in a while he'll be just sitting there. He's like, I forget his character's name. He's like, he knows. It's all right. Um, but there, right. There, there's some pretty funny little bits in it. Uh, cool. Terry Crews is in it. Shit. And there, I mean, there's a lot of famous people. Uh, it starts off, it's kind of shot as a documentary. So it has like in-camera interviews with Judd Apatow, Conan O'Brien. Awesome. Um, uh, David Spade. Pretty much all his normal guys. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if, if you want to see Adam Sandler as not, uh, you know, the guy from Ridiculous Six or um, Little Nicky and stuff. That's exactly what I want. So, uh, I mean, I don't know if you'll like it, James. I think you will. Okay. Um, I, I think people Man, should give I, it a try. It's I definitely under- his best Netflix movie. Yeah, I understand going in that it is not made by Judd Apatow or yeah, so, I mean, Spanglish. It's, it's or, not like Spanglish yeah. or Punk Drunk. Punch Drunk Love. Right. But it's in the same it's, vein. It's, it's, would you say it's closer to a 50 first dates? Yes, but a little more drama. Great. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. Cool. Yeah, so, yeah, I actually, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I also watched a movie called Demented, which is a Scream Factory. Uh, we talked about it last week. It's that lady who has, like, the knife, and it's, like, demented, but they, like, ran out of space on the... <laughs> but th- that's actually, like, the theatrical poster I was looking it up. <laughs> Um, and, and it's about this lady who, it, I don't know if you've ever seen, I spit on your grave. Um, so it's about this lady who gets, that's the one with the ass on the cover. Yes. This lady gets raped at the beginning by these dudes and she has to go to a psychiatric hospital. And when she comes out, she believes she's always going to be attacked by somebody. Uh, and her husband is having an affair and it's one of the video nasties from the UK, if you know anything. Oh, the, okay. The United Kingdom uh, outlawed a lot of movies. Yep. It's actually really not that violent. Um, but it's the... It, it's imp- the context yeah, of the, the film. it's the context and the, what you put inside your own head. Yeah, so uh, she's tormented by these three dudes in, like, Satan masks and Jester masks. Uh, that she, okay. <laughs> she That it, you don't know if they're real or not. No, I was just going to ask. And then at the end, she kind of snaps and... Um, uh, spoilers, she starts killing them in the real. Cool. Um, it's not very... Vi- I mean, there's some pretty gory stuff in it, but it takes a really long time for it to get going. So it's a... Like, what was it made in the 70s or 80s? Uh, early 80s. Early so 80s, it has yeah. that pace to it. I mean, it's not a great movie. It's not horrible either. It's somewhere in the middle. Okay. Um, if you like exploitation films, you'd probably like it. Um, yeah. Well, I do, so... Yeah, I mean, if you want to borrow it, it's... Uh, it's pretty interesting. But to be fair, I spit on my, I spit on your grave. The original one is not necessarily one I want to watch again. Oh yeah, no, it's not as hardcore as that. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it's deals more with. There's more drama. It's you know she's dealing with the effects of this uh, being attacked, right? And then her husband's cheating on her with this uh, other lady, and that's basically two thirds of the movie. Okay. Where it's just drama. And, and I, maybe, yeah, maybe I'll borrow it from you at some point. Yeah, yeah, and then she kills people with a meat cleaver. So yeah. awesome! There we go. Yeah, you know, don't 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 hurt women. Okay, yeah, they'll come after you with a meat cleaver. Deal. Yeah. Uh, and the last thing I watched is uh, for my Emily Bluntathon. I watched uh, the girl on the train again. Oh, cool! And I have to say, I really liked it a lot more the second time. Did and you? I don't remember. Did you not I, like it much? The oh, first I did time? like it the first time, but I was like, oh, you know, it's like a thriller. Yeah. Uh, but I listened to Tate Taylor was the director, and he did the help, and he has a really interesting commentary on it. And uh, what I didn't know what he did, and as I'm, I watched it, then I watched, listened to his commentary. Uh, he shot each one of the women differently. 
and I didn't even pick up on it. That's how dumb I am sometimes. Like, I didn't even pick up on it right away. Mm-hmm. So if you watch, the Emily Blunt stuff is always really close to her face. Mm-hmm. Lots of close-ups because she's an unreliable source telling the story. So it's always going to be yeah. her point of view. We don't get any context. Um, the Justin Thoreau's wife, uh, Anna, is always... Uh, Re- Rebecca Ferguson? Yeah, is so. always on... Uh, like hand uh handy cam so it's smooth and everything seems right and the colors are brighter mm-hmm. uh and then uh i can't remember what's Haley her? bennett Haley bennett uh hers is also that way but she's always running away so she's like a little farther in the frame and there's uh and a so the, lighter yeah a little lighter so and rebecca ferguson always has something in frame in front of her because mm-hmm. she's being blocked from what's really happening and doesn't see who her husband it's really Ooh. fascinating mm-hmm. um and so i like the movie more and then i appreciate even more how thoughtful he was in shooting the film uh would you and, say that part of why you liked it more is because knowing where it go where it's going yeah like there's it's more fun to like put the pieces together yeah you know yeah it's cool uh and i mean emily blunt's amazing in the movie yeah. so uh because oh man that movie's good yeah yeah because you you watch it and you actually i don't know buddy where's goofy going <laughs> um when you watch it you do think she maybe she is you know behind everything yeah what did you watch this week buddy what movie did you watch <laughs> probably finding dory i'm finding dory uh-huh yeah okay all he cares about is the truck scene yeah he loves <laughs> he loves a truck scene where it crashes at the end uh, that's funny yeah that's why I watched this week and so yeah if you haven't seen the girl on the train check hey, it out check it and out. then it's good. listen to the commentary because uh, Tate Taylor's really good I like stay tuned for the sequel the guy on the plane the guy on the plane <laughs> Uh, this week on Real Nerds Podcast, we were fortunate enough to uh, see Colossal, but not just Colossal. We saw a special screening of it. That uh, This is how cool. I was thinking as I was driving to work uh, yesterday as how cool Steve is and he thinks outside the box mm-hmm. at bringing in Joe Kelly. And, and Walter. It was, it was Walter Chaw, who's the general manager here in yeah. Denver. He was sort of the guy who first put the pieces together, you know. Yeah, for and him, so... Uh, so I Kill Giants is one of my most favorite graphic novels by one of my most favorite comic book writers, Joe yeah. Kelly, and they brought him out to talk about I Kill Giants and the parallels to Colossal. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's such a like a sweet man. Oh, he's just so nice. He is. He spent time with us again, and yeah. uh, he is really nice. But uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, Zach, should people go see Colossal? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was very surprised by this film. Um, I uh, I thought Anne Hathaway was great in it. I think Jason Sudeikis is it's probably the best performance he has given ever. Um, and um, I I didn't I, I it's a different type of monster movie, and I really encourage people to go seek it out. So, Brad, should people go see Colossal? Uh, as many times as I saw the trailer, it was so close to just me wanting to hate it so much but um i watched it and it, it's great so you wanted to hate it because you oh just because you saw the trailer so many times that you thought you just it was saturated so much like, yeah this 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 clever take on a tr- thing that you love uh you'll be blown away uh, but the trailer isn't really what the movie is yeah the trailer right. is not yeah. what the movie is uh-huh. <laughs> yeah and that's great i i can totally see where you're coming from yeah um no james yeah uh yeah absolutely you should this is one of those that like i've been i mean we saw it 
three days ago, two days ago, and I've been thinking about it, you know, off and on ever since. Uh, because there's a lot of really interesting layers here, and and mm-hmm. um, and there's not always really neat, easy answers to some of the questions that the movie is is posing, uh, which I think is really great. Um, and you know, it's this high concept kind of thing. Um, I, I absolutely think that people should go see it very cleverly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I agree. I, I this movie is very cool, mm-hmm. um, and it's oh, sorry. It, the the trailers make you believe that it's this hey this is this fun romp where Anne Hathaway's dancing and what is it dancing like this and uh, <laughs> what kind of drunk things is she gonna get into in this movie yeah, yeah you kind of expect like they're gonna find a reason for there to be another monster for her to fight mm-hmm. you know and, and it'll just be like a corny kind of like oh she can control it with this thing you know yeah and um, uh, the, the and turn it takes yeah. is pretty severe and then it takes another turn <laughs> Yeah. That is even more hardcore. Um, but here's the misleading trailer for Colossal. But, and I do want to say before we play it, this is 100% one of those movies that I do not think you should listen to our review. If you if you really want to see it, Like you should go into this without the spoilers. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because, man, when it, when it happens, you want to be able to experience that right. Mm-hmm. So, um, so for sure, go if you haven't seen the trailer, watch the trailer before we review it because you know, I want to make sure that yeah. you don't get it ruined. So. You don't remember anything last night, huh? I got really melodramatic, didn't I? You told me that you weren't really on a vacation. That you've been looking for a job for a year and your boyfriend didn't work out. You are out of control. What? I've packed your things. They're in the bedroom. What? And since you didn't have any money, you decided to move back here. Is there anything else? remember anything the unprecedented nature of this you get that tangle you know you're watching something that's going to change the course of history you all right yeah uh, it's this nervous tick i have i get this itch oh my god they appeared same place exact same place but it just made a bunch of weird hand gestures Sure you got something. It's dancing. It's dancing like... <laughs> Holy shit. Ow! What was that? What was that? A helicopter. With the, with like the pilot and everything? I feel terrible. Give him a good show. She's the monster. So, Colossal tells a story of uh, what's Anne Hathaway's character's name? Fine. Anne Hathaway. Gloria. 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 Thank Barbara. you, Gloria. <laughs> uh, she is a drunk, and it affects everything she does. She mm-hmm. used to be a writer. Uh, she doesn't write anymore. She lives with a handsome man named Dan Stevens. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the first scene is him getting rid of her because she was out all night partying and her friends come over after he kicks her out. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like they're all sitting outside waiting for him to leave. Yeah. So they can come in and have a party in her apartment. 
and what, what's interesting about this scene is it sets up that uh, Dan Stevens' character is the victim here, you know, of her partying, yeah. her not taking responsibility for her life, and he's the responsible one. He's like, you know what? Get out. Get out of the house. You know, you're, you're out all morning. I don't know where you're at. You don't answer your phone. You have these excuses. You're not a good person when you drink. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so then she goes home to her uh, parents' house in... Uh, Upstate New York, Maine, 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 Maine. Maine. Meathead, Mean, Meanhead, Maine, Maine. No, I know. I'm just trying to think of the name of the town. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, uh, Meathead. And there she's walking home after she passes out in the house, and she's picked up by Jason Sudeikis's character, who owns a local bar in town. <laughs> she gets, that that whole sequence is interesting because she's all of a sudden carrying this like giant box in a sack. Like dragging it across the whole town, and I'm like, "What the fuck is she? What is this?" Uh, only to realize that whole the whole sequence in that first act where she keeps like waking up in dumb places, or like f- she literally falls asleep because she's too tired to inflate her inflatable mattress, or too drunk, um, or yeah, yeah, too tired and too drunk. Um, I just I thought that was hilarious, but. Yeah, and you meet Jason Sudeikis, and he doesn't he seem nice? Yeah. What a nice guy to come and help her out. He's going to give her some furniture and shit. That'll be really great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and then it takes this really weird, maybe weird, this dark turn where uh, Jason Sudeikis' character, you, you seem like he's helping her. Yeah. You know, here's this job. You know, I'm going to give you this TV. And as as the story starts uh, unfolding, you see it's actually a way of controlling her, mm-hmm. and he and he takes this really really dark turn. Um, I guess we should say that she's she finds out she's a monster and yeah. she controls <laughs> this monster by stepping into this playground, yeah. and she's actually heartbroken because she's killing people. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, that and affects which is her. Explained the monster which, is in Seoul, Korea. Yeah, in Seoul, so Korea. Anytime she at the right time of day, if she walks across this this playground, eight oh five, this this monster will terrorize Seoul, Korea, in the same way that she walks across the playground. Um, and yeah, I mean that that scene when she when she wakes up having accidentally having done it again while really drunk, and she's like just destroyed by the idea of like how many people did I kill and what like it is this really genuine I mean that's when the movie really reveals itself as being about her alcoholism and and all of that and you think like okay I know what this movie is now it's gonna be you know pretty simple and straightforward and she's gonna have to you know the the monster is the monkey on her back and she's gotta beat it Uh, and it's so much more than that because then uh, you find out Jason Sudeikis shows up as a giant robot. Yeah. He is, has, for some reason, these two people have this ability to do that. Mm-hmm. At the beginning, you think it's, oh, cool, she's not alone. And then you start peeling away the layers of his character, and he is not a good person. Yeah. Um, well, to be fair, no one in this movie is a good person. Oh, yeah, no. it's yeah. like There's genuinely not a... Well, it's, I don't know. It's his stable. His one friend that Anne Hathaway sleeps with doesn't seem like he's a bad guy. Well, except for the fact that he's he's he doesn't stand up. For he's her. the bully's friend who yeah who I just mean, stands there and is, and is yeah. impartial, right? Like yeah, because even like right, I'm being critical of her. Yes, she is an alcoholic, but the whole at least she has an arc where she ha- you know has to figure out how to love herself and get better. Um, but I think the most impressive thing to me 
was not just how crazy and awesome Jason Sudeikis' turn is, but how subtle Dan Stevens' character oh, is. Yeah. And when he comes back, like you want him to be there to help, and you know he's he's not an he's not an absolute asshole. He just doesn't see how he's an asshole. Yeah, well, because you know? even then, because you know he. He's like, oh, I have a meeting, and you know that's like that cheeser romantic comedy thing. Oh, yeah. he's coming back to win her back. But then he says Which that is line. Great. What is he? I said something about her working in a bar. Yeah, and he's just really mean about it. He's yeah, he's yeah. condescending yeah. about that, and then and you realize like he's not actually, you know, he wants her to be the version of her that he wants her to be. He's not actually like out for her. Both men for are trying best, to impose their, their vision onto this girl. Exactly. Yeah, and, and his both is abusive. His yeah. isn't. Yeah, his is abusive in a in psychological an, way. Yeah, and 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 a subtle and non, um, like it's not intentional. You know, like he. Well, I don't it's, believe it's he knows healthy, he's doing. Though. I agree. I agree. But like, unlike Jason Sudeikis, who fucking knows for a fact what he's doing, doesn't know why he's an ass. Doesn't know why he's an evil person. But is one Dan Stevens isn't isn't naturally evil, but he's he's a an dick. asshole. Yeah, like he's a dick and doesn't realize necessarily why he's being one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that to me is such a fascinating character. Um, yeah, because you realize too. You know, when I realized how controlling Dacus's character was, is when his friend showed up after he got drunk and had all that uh, other stuff. Yes, and. Uh, You're talking about the the cocaine scene. Yeah. yeah. Well, the cocaine scene. Then the next scene, he, yeah, because she in the next morning she woke up and he's like, "Oh, I have all this stuff for your house," and she goes and sees him. Yes. He's like, I'm, "Oh, yes. I'm sorry, I'm sorry." And then the next scene is him saying, "You leave," and this is going to happen every morning where he just murders thousands of people, <sighs> and it's way it's shy. It's just like, oh my god. Yeah. And it's it's just him stomping on the playground, but you know what he's doing, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's it's heartbreaking. <sighs> It's amazing. There's uh, my, my God, that scene in the bar where he pulls out the firecracker. <laughs> that was like some like severe Christoph Waltzian <laughs> acting there, where he's like, he's not being like like ha evil. He's just straight up like batshit crazy evil. Yeah, it, oh, yeah. it's weird because he's the like, movie. Joe, you might want to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> it's a moment where the movie really like hopes that the audience comes with you, mm-hmm. right? Like, because it's a pretty weird really swinging for the fences when like this guy's gonna burn this place down and you kind of have to go with it because it's it, it seems like a stretch at first mm-hmm. uh but when you kind of realize like oh well this is also a guy who's willing to murder everyone um in soul <laughs> yeah uh it starts to make sense but yeah and that yeah. <laughs> the final scene where he's uh, so like spoiler, we're in spoiler territory. Uh, well, yeah, we've uh, we yeah. spoiled everything. Um, so, <laughs> um, there's a there's a twist. Like it's a second turn in the movie where Anna Hathaway realizes what she can do to stop Jason Sudeikis. So she travels all the way to Seoul, Korea, and um, stands in the exact same place where she's triangulated, um, where it correlates with the monster's first appearance mm-hmm. and the playground vicinity. And um, she ends up showing up in the town in Maine as the monster and grabbing Jason Sudeikis <laughs> and lifting him up. And, like, Jason Sudeikis is crying and he's like, let me go, you fucking bitch! <laughs> and then she just 
flings him across the sky. <laughs> I was not expecting that. It was I really so wasn't. funny. Yeah. yeah. I love him. Like, it was so surprising because I was sitting there before that scene going, like, how is she going to beat this thing? Like, he's yeah. really got her But then um, you, like, connect the dots together and you're like, oh, I didn't think about that before, but that... Yeah, as, as she's, like, when you figure out after she tells off Dan Stevens, he, he's like, you owe me an explanation. Like, I don't owe you an explanation, which was great. Yes. Yeah. Um, but then you realize she's in Seoul, and you're like, oh, I I know what she's yeah. going to do. That's that's, yeah. that's an awesome twist. It um, is, and it's always like right in front of your face throughout this entire movie, but yeah. you just you're not you're not tapping into it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're so worried about what Sue Dacus is up to. Yeah. Like, oh my god, this character who seems so nice is turning such an asshole. Yeah. Uh, because they even have that reveal when he was a kid. Yeah. yeah. You oh. know where he just ruins her thing for no reason. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's I, I was, he hates himself. I was just gonna say the the payoff there is so cool that it makes up for how stupid the reveal is that oh, they got struck by lightning once. Yeah. Like when when even though it's shot so awesome, but it's like I didn't actually need you to tell me. Like, oh, yeah. I, I didn't need to know why. Um, though the the flashback of her, you know, of the story of them as a kid is cool. Mm-hmm. Why they're able to make monsters, I don't care. Like that part doesn't matter. It's just so convenient um, that they had those action figures. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Like those are the things where I'm like, nah, I didn't need any of that, you know. Um, but yeah, and also, wouldn't you recognize so cool. it? Well, I guess she's having memory problems, but Jason Sudeikis should have put it together sooner. Where he's like, I, I did have a robot toy that looked like me. You know? at, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> man. Um, and yeah, and then when she's finally got got him as the monster, um, you know, I'm just sitting there wondering, like, how is how is it going to resolve? Like, mm-hmm. um, there. You know, it's highly unlikely this guy is ever going to change. And the fact that she actually has to kill him, like, yeah. mm-hmm. it's like, that's hardcore. And I really felt for her <laughs> when she's sitting in the bar, like, almost ready to, like, break down and cry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I then forgot. alcohol <laughs> comes to her. <laughs> <sighs> I love that scene. Do you want to hear an amazing story? Can I get you a drink? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that scene. It was so good. Yeah. Yeah. She's just, like, near tears. Cause, <sighs> yeah. Yeah, she had to friggin' murder that guy. Yeah, she did. <laughs> yep, he had it coming. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Fuck that man, guy. Jason Sudeikis, what a dick! Oh wow, it's like Man of Steel. You know, like he had to kill Zod because he yeah. wasn't gonna stop. Well, yeah, there's there's also that funny scene where he's gonna run to the playground. And he's like jumping fences after she beats him up, and he's like looking for her, can't see her, and then she runs past him in the background. Yes, oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I forgot that scene's really good. <laughs> Oh man, it's a good movie. It's really good. Yeah, like knows when to be funny at the right times, and you know, and then man, it's just so heavy. Um, I would say that it. I I feel like the the actual core uh, lesson is not the. I I went in and was like. I think that's part of why the bait and switch worked so well was I was sort of metagaming the whole movie where I was like, okay, you brought in Joe Kelly, which means that this is going to be a movie about how, you know, you, your, your demons are your own projection and you have to figure out how to fight them so that you can move on with your life, which is kind of what it is. Um, but you know, a little bit different, uh, on the Joe Kelly thing, I have to say, uh, my favorite question I asked him, uh, not, <laughs> not, 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 not during the Q and A. I like my question during the Q and A, but that was more to get other people to ask questions. Oh yeah. But, uh, when we were talking to him and I said, does it upset you to, that when you see, uh, Deadpool created by, and you're the reason Deadpool has how he is now, uh, for those people who don't know, Deadpool, when he first appeared is nothing like he is in the movie. Mm-hmm. 
Joe Kelly in 1997 took over Deadpool and he wrote that kind of funny breaking the fourth wall yeah. goofiness. And he uh, he said he just wanted to be known as Deadpool's uncle and that's good enough for him. <laughs> and uh, it's pretty funny. And so yeah. I, I, it's one of those things I've always wanted to say to him. And that I did, and he had as a good sport about it. it was pretty funny. Well, it was cool because you were getting uh, a Spider-Man Deadpool comic signed with it. I, I did. Yeah. And then they had a different version of I Kill Giants. Yeah, it's it was like a paperback version of the Titan edition. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I looked it up. It's the fifth anniversary edition. Mm. And uh, so I was like, man, I have to get that because it's a different cover, and I've worn mine out. Mine's like all bent up. And, yeah. Even though it's signed by Joe Kelly, too. <laughs> I still read it all the time. And it's <laughs> bent up. Uh, yeah. I like to smell the Sharpie marker. <laughs> I do. I do. Yeah. Gets me high, man. Yeah. So good for Joe Kelly. Yeah, that was really fun. Um, I'm excited. It, honestly, the movie was good enough that I, I didn't realize that this neon imprint is basically Alamo Drafthouse presents, yeah. but, you know, different. Um, and so even though I don't think that the trailer for, uh, shoot, what's that movie called? The... The next movie from the guy who made a girl wa- who oh, uh, yeah, walks uh, home alone at night. Um, I know Keanu Reeves. The and Bad Batch. The Bad Batch. Yeah. yeah. The first time I saw the trailer for that, I was like, ah, I don't care. And then I saw it again, and I was like, All right, maybe I'll check it out. Mm, this year's um, Neon Demon. <laughs> that's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I, that's yeah. yeah that's only fine. not anywhere I near mean, as cool looking. Um, it's like Mad yeah. Max meets Neon Demon. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Do, do, will, those, do those I, things need to go together, though? Or? No. Neon Demon I, doesn't need to exist. They Whoa, are. Oh, fuck off. You're going to oh, like my it. God. Um, <laughs> the, uh, no, but my, my point is that I didn't really care much about it, but like Colossal is good enough that I will probably give them a shot just because I'm like, all right, they're at least making interesting stuff that, you know, no, I think was way was smarter than, than, I, uh, than yeah, I expected. Yeah, and way better than the... I mean, the trailer was fine, but it's way better than the trailer leads it on. Oh, yeah. Way smarter. Yeah. You know, like this movie could have been a lot of fun and I would have walked out and been like, oh, that was fun. She had a monster thing and she had to fight that other monster because an alien showed up from space that was a giant robot or something like that's what I was expecting was, you know, some there was going to be some conceit where now she has to use her power for good. uh, And it's so much better. than Yeah. So, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, the second movie three of us saw this week is Free Fire. Brad, should people see Free Fire? Uh, yeah, I I dug it a lot. Um, <coughs> I guess I'll save everything for after the after part. <laughs> I mean, if there's ever a 24 movie, like something that ex- like <laughs> plays out over real time, like this is a good template for that. Brad uh, James. Uh, yeah, I would I would say so. Um. I, I feel like I had less fun than I was expecting, but I had a lot of fun with it. Um, I, it's it's a really cool idea. I think it's uh, all the characters are, are and the actors are all really really great and charismatic, and so it's hard not to love it. And an hour and, an hour and a half long, like what else are you gonna do? Like yeah, <laughs> go see it. It's cool. Yeah, no, I really like this movie. Uh, uh, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I i love i love the vernon character in it yeah. uh he he's he's from africa so he's hardcore <laughs> i just kept on waiting for him to say something stupid all the time oh yeah and he i did. feel like there was a lot of stuff they 80 yard in of his <laughs> Maybe. um just because you you heard him commenting on stuff a lot like uh yeah so yeah go see it here's a trailer for free fire here he is Thousand apologies. Hate it when people are tardy. It's good to meet you, boys. 
Thanks for coming out. You didn't masturbate before you got here, did you? You what? <laughs> I told you I don't want to work with anybody who's carrying a loaded weapon. Fuck the small talk. Let's buy some guns, eh? You're on a different level now. The guy who represents this merchandise, his lawn is bigger than your whole fucking country. Justine. As gorgeous as ever. Well, there you've uh, put on a bit of weight. Fuck off. Check out the merch. That's not what he ordered. Fuck, really? He ordered M16s, different weapon. I'm not running a fucking pizza delivery service. Keep your shit together. You want the weapons or you don't want the weapons? Here we go. <laughs> oh, now we're cooking. We'd like to leave with our money. Uh -huh. And I'm sure that you boys would like to leave with the weapons. Fuck. Go for the case. What? You're a bird. They're not going to shoot the bird. Ah! Shit, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, you little asshole. Ah. Ah. <laughs> Here we go. Look out for no Cheaters bring a sniper? So that's what a fucking brain looks like. <gasps> oh, fuck! Hey, hey. Party Marte. Come on, man. Ah! It's a I forgot who said I'm I like your cardboard armor. It's protection from infection. Shut the fuck. It's a Pibro! Tell me who hired you right now! Yeah, it's a Pibro! It was... You distract them, and I'll leave. What? What do you? You kill all of these motherfuckers, and I'll leave. It's a big girl! You see my nice girl! We can't all be nice girls. So the movie takes place in Boston, and it's this arms dealer making a deal. It's in the seventies. Yeah, right? it's like a nineteen seventies. So like, there's there's an Irish gang that's there to buy guns for the Irish rebellion, mm -hmm. and Army Hammer is selling them to yeah. them. Ar Army Hammer and uh, Brie Larson are like, idiot. yeah, they're like brokers. Yeah. Um, and so you you've basically got, uh, and and each I mean it's it's very deliberate. Basically, there's a five or six pairs of people because even like like the Irish guys you've got the two main guys and then you've got their two thugs mm -hmm. you know and so you've got all these like sort of alliances of two um, and then there's as they slowly set up there's just a lot of um, of different things that should cause a lot of tension here that just becomes this little powder keg that of course you know like eventually some little thing is going to set this off and it's going to turn into 55 minutes of these guys shooting each other uh and it does and it ends up at one point i was like actually this is not even a firefight anymore it's just people crawling around shooting guns at each other <laughs> well, like at some point none of them can well, stand anymore what i think is fun is n none of them are really like great like no, marksmen <laughs> marksmen or anything they're army hammers kind Lord, of yeah. but like yeah but he keeps on getting shot by accident by people on his own team yeah. and he's high <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and he's high the whole time <laughs> yeah yeah, um, Killian yeah. Murphy is really good in it. Um, he is, yeah. 
Brie Larson's always oh, good. Charlton Copley <sighs> in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really uh, Charlton like, Copley is yeah, plays Charles the Copley Vernon, Vernon character. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they describe him as a genius who never got over like <laughs> being. Uh, yeah, he's misdiag- yeah, He was a misdiagnosed genius that he never got over it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh, I'm so I, I good. might just go see this tomorrow anyway. Yeah. Oh, you, no, you should. You I mean, should. It, and how it sets off is people just being stupid. Yeah, yeah. Know, like there's this there's this thing that happened and and they just get angry at each other and it's like the two characters that should matter the least. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. everybody else they should just send them out of the room separately and they don't and as a result like everything goes wrong. Yeah. Um <laughs> uh, Vernon gets shot, and Brie Larson's like, "I think you're okay. I think you got mostly the shoulder pad." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And after that, yeah, everything just transpires in real time. Like you watch it play out. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And was, I've never seen so many people like take a bullet and not die. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have like another hour and twenty minutes. So. Yeah. <laughs> which yeah, which Ward says at one point. What was it? He says the golden rule is you've got an hour and a half. Yeah. Oh, um, before you bleed if, out. Yeah. yeah. If you don't get hit in an artery or a vein or something, you know, like if you don't get hit in a major artery, you've got an hour and a half. And then like 45 minutes later, Vernon goes, it's okay. We've still got like an hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> no. Not how, yeah. how long has it been? So, um, yeah, it's a fun movie. Cool. Yeah. It's super, super fun. I think I'll just go check it out tomorrow. You should. No, you yeah. should. Yeah. yeah. I had a lot of fun. I think I'm going to watch it again. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like. There is nothing gained by the time it's over, but you're like, yeah, that was good. That was like a well-executed idea. Um, you know, so there's I, not a lot to talk about. I was actually excited at the second-to-last ending that they had. As, as, um, the fire? I, well, uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to describe it without giving it away on Zach. Um, when the <laughs> two I guys got are shot left, in the ass. When the two guys are yeah. When the two oh, guys when are the left, car is going around. No, no. after the oh, car. Oh, when stopped, the two guys are going around. Could, yes. Yeah. It's like a guy from each team, and they're yes. like, "I'm like, oh, that's cool. It's gonna end with them like being buddies, and yeah, and then uh, like, I, and then there's more. You know that that other character is coming back, but you're just kind of wondering when. But I was just kind of hoping like, oh, maybe all three of them will get to be like, yeah, right off in the sunset with yeah. the money. But yeah, yeah, that doesn't happen. There, there is a foreshadow. <laughs> there's a, there's a thing that is said at yeah. the very beginning that you know like, oh, all right, these are the rules. So IFM, I right. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. And then that last shot is is pretty good. That last shot just makes you go, like, "All right, this is great. Good job. Let's we can move on." Yep. You know, executive produced by Martin Scorsese. Am I wrong? Yeah. Second best thing he produced this year. Mm. What else did he make this year? It like a well, drama? <laughs> Silence was kind uh-uh, of this that year. was a last year movie, James. Yeah. It only it, it was only available in Denver in this year. <laughs> Children of Men. <laughs> I've been told that doesn't count. <laughs> Doubt. Uh, next week on Real Nerds Podcast, we're seeing Circle Jerk. No. Wait. Is that the title of next which week's episode? Is, <laughs> it yes. is now. Uh, which one's the circle? That's the That's Tom, Hanks Tom Hanks movie? Hanks one. Great. Tom I'll Hanks, see. Emma Watson. Oh, wait. Is that, the movie, is that the movie that He's is like the last Steve performance? Is that the movie that has the last performance from um, Bill, uh, Paxton. Bill Paxton in it? I don't think it's the last one. but Okay. But I could be wrong. Maybe it is. They'd probably be advertising it more if it was. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. It's not advertising. Welcome to to capitalism. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Yep. So thanks for listening. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Real Nerds is a Nebulous Visions multimedia production. We would also like to thank Sparks Mandrill for our music. Additional music from Ben Sounds. Thank you to Alamo Drafthouse. Thank you to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. And thank you for listening to the Real Nerds Podcast.